Welcome to our podcast, Transparently Speaking. I am Diana, and I have a son who transitioned at a young age to become his true self. And I am Joy. I have also supported my daughter to transition at an early age. We are here to share our experience and our learning along this journey. We want to provide support and guidance parent to parent. And if you find yourself on a similar journey, we want you to know that you are not alone. So let's dive in, transparently speaking. For Father's Day, we really wanted to honor the fathers in our lives. Initially, we had hoped to put them both in a single episode. However, there was so much wonderful information and perspective in each of them that we thought it would be a disservice to cut any of it down. And we want to keep these episodes to under 30 minutes. So instead of cutting down a bunch of golden nuggets to one, we decided to make it two and honor each of them. So for our listeners, we're going to start here today with Hugh, my husband, and I talking a little bit about his experience. Mm -hmm. I think what's so great about Hugh and even Arthur being here is that their voices are very different than ours and their perspectives and their insights and how this experience has been for them. So in part one, right, you're listening to Hugh and I. Mm -hmm. And in part two, you will hear from Diana and Arthur. And Arthur's perspective is very different. And he's showing up as the research physician that he is. And so that episode, you'll all be looking forward to hear from sort of a scientific perspective and set of insights. So Hugh, first of all, thank you very much for being willing to join us on our podcast for the Father's Day episode. (laughs) Diana and I recognize that we've been so thrilled for your support throughout all of this that we wanted to acknowledge and recognize and celebrate both of our amazing husbands. So thank you. Thank you for being here. So I'm curious if we just start at the beginning, what do you remember about the start of Samantha's journey? Well, I've listened to some of your podcasts and some of the memories that you shared are very similar. I remember the vivid times when you would be dressed up. We were going to go downtown to go out for dinner, beautiful dress, shoes. And she was fascinated by that entire getup. And the following day, vividly remember her walking around in those heels that you wore the night before, just kind of clippity-cloppeting. She must have been three, two somewhere in that area, and just so proud to wear all that clothing. And I think the other one that always sticks out, and gosh, I don't know my women's clothing well enough, uh, is it a slip that goes under a dress? She used to wear yours and hike it up just under her armpits and just walk around the house all the time. You remember the slip? Yeah, she would wear it like a dress. Oh, yeah, all the time. And you did talk about we had spent time overseas and she was ecstatic when she was in the house to wear anything she wanted. And I'm sure that's what she had, that slip that she would wear. And what was it that she put on her head? Was it a T-shirt for long hair? Yeah. And she would just walk around just having that in her hair and thinking she's so beautiful and pulling it over her shoulders. So. Those are probably the most vivid memories, very positive, vivid memories I have of her, right? Where I took notice that that's something a little different than my small town upbringing probably would have made me accustomed to. And what do you remember about how we learned of her being transgender? You know, I'm going to speak from my side on this. 
that's that whole concept of gender fluidity, transgender. I mean, that whole part of people's identity was very foreign back then, for sure. And so when you asked me the question, how do we learn? I, first of all, you were amazing at, you know, kind of asking these questions, but some of it was just her teaching me. I would have never equated some of the the dress up in the long hair to transgender, except for her persistence and her her discussions. And you know, why did God make me a you know a boy? And I was like, I didn't want to say it wasn't normal. It was it wasn't normal for me to think of my children that way. And she, in many ways, still continues to teach me way more than I ever expected about being transgender. So how I you know I. I, I really put it up to her. She taught me more about it and has me learning more about it than me being able to recognize it ahead of time. I didn't have experiences in my upbringing or where I grew up where I would have been able to recognize anything like that early on. Mm-hmm. And what about how did you learn of her identity specifically? Like the journey where we finally identified her as transgender. So... I guess I don't know if I understand that question. Okay. Well, you mentioned it. So my recollection was, right, I'm in the car and she asked me the question, right, with her brothers next to her of why did God make me a boy? And I was oh. like, oh my God, what did that mean? That led me into my whole discovery. No, my but, my vivid one was in Singapore because, you know, she dressed up a lot when she was young and we had the rules. You had to wear boy clothes when you're outside. You could do anything, the safe environment in our house and all that. But when she adamantly required to go to a Halloween party as a female pirate, she was going to go that way. And at that point, I was like, well, I remember that so vividly because she was so set on it. It wasn't a, hey, can I try this? It was like, I am so excited to show the world that I'm in a girl's pirate Halloween costume. And it was like, look at me. And I was like... When I saw that, that was probably my, I don't know, coming to really, really coming to the conclusion that this isn't dress up. This is more than more than just being a kid trying to figure themselves out. Hmm. So when she had that language for me and when we talked about it afterwards, from there, it wasn't that far of a reach for us to begin to identify her as transgender. Oh, you know, part of it, whether right or wrong. <laughs> Um, was actually probably me figuring it out. Then she knew she knew what she wanted and all of that. But it was it was dif- I want I want to say it was difficult to you know to have that huge paradigm change. And it you know in many ways she probably was screaming, "Hey, listen to me!" And because I didn't know, because I didn't have any experiences. It was, I think, my mentality finally taking enough of this input and saying, okay, I think I'm ready to go on this journey with you. Um, and I'm going to have to figure that supporting this out because she's, she, she said enough. She showed us enough signs. Just took me a bit to get there. I think it did for both of us. Yeah. What's been the greatest challenge for you on this journey? You know, back then it was, you know, what does this all mean to family, for her? I mean, there are still things that scare me because 
think with all people, you you want to protect your children. You want to help them go through life. You want to set examples. You want all these things as a parent to try to give your kids the best leg up in life, right? And try to make them better than who you were, right? And you look back at your history. And the biggest challenge, it you know, has been, I knew nothing about transgender. So everything in my, you know, from playing sports to dating to the legal stuff that surrounds transgender and some of the misconceptions, all of that has been challenging, not in terms of trying to get over it. I, actually, I think those are more fears than they are challenges. And I think my challenge is always trying to figure out how to, I don't know, get ahead of it, but try to help her through that journey. Benefit is she's freaking amazing. She's downright amazing. But I try to figure out what it means to how can I help her through it. And that that's always challenging because it's kind of a new adventure that I've never been on before. Mm-hmm. I'm curious because Diana and I have talked about this. We've heard whether or not there's data supporting this, that it's the parent whose gender is aligned with the child's sex assigned at birth has the hardest time acknowledging or recognizing or supporting the transition. Oh. Um, well, I only have one data point, so I couldn't tell you if another one of our children, right, if we had the opposite, would it have been easier? I mean, I couldn't tell you. I can tell you that, you know, there are those little bits of, hey, you you kind of envision what the future is going to be like with your kids, right? And what family is going to be and what all that is. And you've got some perceptions of your kids. And that that was a bit of a paradigm. It was a, a mental shift for sure. Because I did, for sure, I did have some preconceptions on who she was going to be and how it was going to be part of our lives. And you know, I grew up with a family of three brothers. We're all very close. We all grew up. We had a great, very close-knit relationship. And this one, this just changed that kind of paradigm that I thought I saw for our family and our kids. So I think I heard Diana use, what was the term she used for the dead name? Mm-hmm. I do remember the concept of mourning in many ways. Not Not a child, but like my perception of what that was going to be. I do remember that very vividly going through that Mm -hmm. during those times. Mm -hmm. And if we jump forward now, what concerns, if any, do you have for Samantha? She's now at that age that dating begins. That scares me. It does. I'm afraid she's going to get hurt. And not for anything that who she is, because she's awesome. But in many ways, no. Rose not ready 100% for who she is, how awesome she is, and all the things she's going to be able to do. And it's going to be a fine line. And I know that, you know, just being transgender in life is comes with anxious. And, you know, you got to be, I would think, I make the statement, I would think you're always aware of who you are and where you're at. And you know, it's it's tough. It's tough being a transgender kid. And so uh, I'm, I am nervous through this dating phase because it's going to be hurtful. And I don't want her to become closed off because eh, we have a wonderful relation of you and I. And that comes with love and trust and all those types of things. And um, I was thinking, and little side, I'm on a guy's weekend trip and we're all talking 
And this is, I break down in tears because, you know, all the other guys are talking about, you know, I've got daughters and I'm sitting on the, <laughs> the porch with shotguns. And I'm like, I don't know what I can do to help her. I don't know what I can do to help prepare. So that right now, that's my biggest fear. Now, I think there's always going to be a new fear as we go through life. But this junior high and high school, I think, will be the most difficult part is that dating side. And do you think you would have a different concern if she were out rather than being undisclosed? So, you know, I don't know the answer to all this stuff on transgender. But one thing I see in my daughter is her gender. She's a female. You know, the concept of transgender, you know, that's who she is and that's how we describe her. But in her mind, she's a female. And it's going to be hard when everybody else is going through these phases and she's going to have her own track and whether to your point, whether she was public about who she is or hidden, I don't, it might help, but I think I, I just don't know. I, that's the part. That's really what it is. So when I was talking this guy's trip, you know, it was going back to, I don't know how to help. And now <laughs> pretty damn amazing. She's handled more things than I ever thought. So it's going to be a, it's going to be another journey with her. Who she teaches me another thing about transgender and how to deal with it. But that's my biggest fear right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And if we can reflect to close on what's been the best part of this journey. Oh God. Okay. You know, watching her grow up is pretty downright amazing you know she's aware of all the things that are going on legally right we're pretty especially you you're pretty open about that and she's very aware of who she is and how she fits within being transgender and yet that doesn't stop her i mean at school she perseveres and she does really well she's making great friends you know, she's very into her sports and that hasn't stopped, right? So what's been amazing is I'm going to break it into two parts. One, I, I couldn't have imagined how successful and how well she's just done through life so far. Because I think about all the little hurdles and the little bumps and all the things that she's had to manage on top of what every other, you know, preteen has to deal and she just plows right through it. Oh, I don't remember what your question was anymore. What was the best part of the journey? Well, you know this. <laughs> I am always open to trying new things and figuring things out because I think life is only one opportunity, right? And so I'm always up for a little adventure. Always. I just didn't expect it to be a transgender one or being part of, you know, the LGBTQ community or going to those sessions where I met diverse people of different backgrounds and different upbringings and gender fluidity that had I not had that awesome daughter, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know anything about it. So that's been the most awesome part. I'm glad she's transgender. She's taught me more. And, you know, my family taught my family a ton more because a lot of my family still in smaller rural towns. We never had that opportunity to learn about this whole side of a culture that exists. And so I think that's kind of exciting. Scary, but it's exciting. Thanks, you. 
And for our listeners, Diane and I are together post-husband interview to reflect on these discussions. Diana, what are your reactions to my interview with Hugh? I mean, I told you in the message, like I loved it. I thought it was just so beautiful. Um, But for me, I reflected on meeting Hugh for the first time. And I had no idea until listening to this episode that he had any, I don't know if internal conflict is the right term, but like that I was raised differently than this because when I met him, which was very early on, he was like all in. And I think that's the thing that comes through in, in the episode is that he's all about love. Like no matter what else is going on, that basis of love is there from the time I met him in the episode that just is so strong. Thank you for sharing that. That was really touching. Thank him. I appreciated him being so vulnerable and open to what it's like for him. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's super evident to our listeners, but there are a couple of times in that recording where Hugh has a lot of emotion Mm -hmm. coming over him. Um, It was and will be a really special thing, I think, at some point for our daughter. I don't know if I've shared, but she doesn't (laughs) listen to our podcast. I think I've had her listen to a couple episodes, like I've had it on in the car if I'm driving her someplace. Um, And so she's heard a couple of them, but she hasn't heard it. And I think this will be really special when she is ready to listen to it. I've heard podcasts are boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Clark tells me. (laughs) So great. And as we continue to reflect, I enjoyed hearing from Hugh that his learning was largely in her teaching us, right? And I thought it was interesting that he acknowledged in this recording, he felt his awareness about, you know, something with her gender identity, not quite that she was trans, because he explains he didn't quite know anything about that or have that language, Mm -hmm. but that her identity and her dedication to being this pirate princess at Halloween, (laughs) you know, was more than dress up. I was sort of surprised I didn't realize that that was kind of a key moment for him. I remember it being a stressful decision for us to make in terms of allowing her to do that. Uh, But that was insightful from my perspective, kind of hearing him name that moment. Yeah, that that he had more awareness than what you were aware of at the time. Um, You know, my perspective is that it just jogged his curiosity. Wow, not even his curiosity, but his mindset in terms of what's possible, Uh, you know, and like recognizing that this is something so far out of what might have been possible or expected that maybe something's going on, that maybe this reflects something else, right, about who our child is and what's, you know, unique maybe about that. So do you think it helped open him up? I think it must have, because again, I remember the two of us, you and I having real conversations at the time about this event and how like committed she was to going and for like the day before this event, like, were we going to let her do that? (laughs) And who was all going to be there? And what did that mean for us? And how are we going to handle if questions came up? And it was a really big decision. Makes sense. Anything else surprise you in there? You know, I wasn't surprised, but I, I found it interesting the way he was talking about kind of his biggest concerns being in this junior high or high school stage and largely in relation mm-hmm. to relationships, to dating. And I'm concerned about that too, but that's like not my biggest concern, I guess. And it just sort of showed me again, like what a big heart he has that he's just concerned about her getting hurt. Right. right. Do you guys ever talk about 
the fact that Samantha's transgender or are these kind of things often or may often may not be the right word, but do you guys talk about it? Not really, right? It only comes up in terms of events or activities that are related to that, right? So when things are in the news about healthcare concerns and these potential bills or laws about <laughs> parents being at risk for child, being considered child abuse or us not having access to healthcare, you know, the blockers and cross-sex hormones and things like that. Obviously that brings up conversations between us and thinking about how we want to continue to support her, what that might mean. And then in sort of preparation for appointments Mm -hmm. and such, as she continues on her journey, that in general, no, we don't, we don't pause to talk about it much. I think that surprises people sometimes because we have the same experience. Like life is just life. It's not front and center until it's front and center (laughs) you have to you know yeah that's what I think was nice about these conversations is just hearing things made me think like "Hmm, I I still don't think we have to talk about it all the time like maybe I should bring it up a little bit more often just to see where we're at you know that's interesting and I would add to that and maybe kind of to recognize acknowledge and celebrate the journey that we're on Mm -hmm. you know all of us when we think about the learning we've been on in this recording with you and I, and I know in your upcoming recording, just how we celebrate how amazing our right. kids are. Absolutely. Because time is changing and so are they and so are we. Might be something worth doing with all the kids regardless. <laughs> that is so true. It's so hard as a parent to, to find time to celebrate the good stuff and recognize them for who they are in any moment and to look forward to all the rest of the journey as well. Absolutely. That's a wrap on this episode of Transparently Speaking. Thanks for joining us today. Join us again on the 1st and 15th of every month for our next podcast. Thank you to Filter for our awesome music. That's P-H-I-L-T-Y-R. Check them out at Apple Music, YouTube Music, Spotify, or anywhere you download music. As a reminder, we welcome your feedback and questions. Email us anytime at transparentlyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. If you're taking something away from our podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take a moment to provide us a review. The more listeners and reviews, the more people we can reach and support. Thanks in advance. Cheers from Joy and Diana.